This is DJ Rel and Catch Wreck. And we are Bang Radio. Bang, 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 bang. We bring you Boston-based music, arts, events, and lifestyle. Friday mornings, tune in at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Because we're on 94.9 FM Zoomix Radio. Also, we're cool. Yeah. (laughs) You are listening to 94.9 Zoomix Radio, powered by youth, broadcasting live from East Boston and streaming on the web at zoomix.org WZMR LP East Boston This is Bang Radio I'm just here for a little bit but I'm here with the one and only Lou Bangers What up? But uh, you really want to keep it locked for Bang Radio today there is a exclusive guest that we're going to have an interview with To the music Cool Here on Bang Welcome, welcome. We have our special guest, Kaz, on the line. You there, buddy? What's up? How are you doing? My name's Renee. Blue Bangers. And today we have a special guest on the radio via phone. Um, so we were just going to give him an intro. How you doing, man? How you doing, brothers? How, y- how y'all doing over there, man? Doing well, man. Welcome to Bang Radio. Welcome, brother. Welcome. And we're right. Thank to, you. to um, tell us a little bit about ourselves to you. Bang Radio is a radio show on Fridays from 11 to 12. And we sort of uh, blend a mixture of culture and music locally or out from the city. We like to incorporate uh, a lot of things into their show. And it's a pleasure having you on on here on Bang Radio, Kaz. Absolutely. appreciate you having me. Thank you, man. And um, I know that uh, we are going to play three songs from your discography, the music that you've produced for these artists. And... Um, and um, and we also got a treat because uh, you send us an exclusive, a rough mix, but it's an exclusive with Big Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be from a joint um, coming out um, in the next couple months. Um, myself, my partner, Motif Alumni, we produce, uh, produced the whole project for Vic Spencer. Oh, wow. Um, it's, called, yeah, it's called Stupid, which is the uh, track that I sent you guys. Right. Um, wow. Featured on the album, we're going to have um, Crime Apple's going to be on there. Um, Ankle John's gonna be on there. Fly Anakin's gonna be on there. Chris Crack's gonna be on there. So it's, it's gonna be a dope project, man. Word. Can't wait to hear it. For that sure. Sounds, that sounds awesome, man. <laughs> so, um, could you tell us a little bit about ourselves, about yourselves, um, to to the audience, um, just so anybody who doesn't know what what kind of music you produce, you want to talk a little bit about um, yourself? Yeah, I mean, the history about me. I mean, I've been doing stuff for a long time. I mean, I'm kind of a, a man of all trades. Um, Early on in my career, I was more known for managing people. I started out managing Cyrus the Great, um, and we did a lot of stuff around 2003, 2004 um, for Graf, um, Scram Jones, Royce the Five Nine. We did um, the Perceptionist first single, Memorial Day. It oh. came out on Def Jux. So that was like one of like my first like big placements as far as in the music game. And then I went on to manage careers of uh, V-Don. You guys know who that is? Yes, V-Don. He's yeah, V-Don. Uh, Frank Dukes, who's probably the number one producer in the world right now. I managed him for about three years. Wow. Um, he did the Weekends whole album that just came out, uh, Camellia Caballo. Wow. And so this a lot is, of that stuff. And this is from you working in Worcester, working with these artists Correct. and making connections. Yeah, just, yeah, just behind, just in Massachusetts, man. Just um, 
pretty much connecting with people online or going out to the city, meeting people and uh, showing up to like mixers and just just networking, man, just building. Um, and I was also very instrumental in the career of Junior Lucas as well. I was wow. actually his first manager. I managed him for three years. Um, and then he uh, uh, seeked out new management. Um, we still remain friends. Um, and I'm very proud of him, man. As you can see, I mean, he's gone uh, high levels, man. <laughs> right, right. Made <laughs> it sure. uh, 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 been successful in his uh, craft. Big splash. Um, yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't deny that. Um, Definitely can't. So, hey, I, I, just talking about yourself. Um, so, you went from management into more of a, like more creative endeavors. Um, Correct. Yeah. So, I basically, I mean, eventually, I got to the point where I wanted to reinvent myself because I had a lot, a lot of fallouts with artists and, and people, management-wise. So, I was like, you know, instead of having fallouts, why don't I just, you know, become my own creative entity and I can just fall back on myself just in case, you know what I mean, them fallouts do happen. Yeah. So I just started basically getting the skill set of, you know what I mean, making beats because it's something I'd always been interested in since I was young. And then I just kind of just, you know what I mean, became an expert at it and um, got some placements. And from there, it's just been working out for me. That's dope. That's dope. So, and you, and you kind of learned, and you said you, you did music as a kid or were interested in music as, as, a, as a kid. And so, like, learning that process of making music now as an adult, was that, like, something, like, completely different? Because you said it's, like, a whole transition. Like, was that, was that tough to kind of go and learn? I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I started out as an artist. I started out rapping in 93. Um, ultimately, I mean, there was a lot of people I felt that were better than me at rapping, so I didn't really want to pursue that. That's why I kind of pursued the management thing, because, you mm -hmm. know, there's people like Joyner that's, you know, obviously more talented than me so obviously i'm gonna manage somebody like that i'm not gonna be the rapper i'd rather have him be the rapper and me and me be behind that you know what i'm saying so i started out actually being a creative entity by being a rapper but then as i got older um like i said i, I became a i became a producer and because it's something i always been interested in i always managed producers and i'd always seeked out samples for producers so i kind of had that mind state already of how to like flip samples and make beats um from managing producers so it wasn't that easy to really fall into that yeah mm, it's a good question because I, I had one for um from your from worcester and people tend to overlook worcester but mm -hmm. is there like now extra um motivation knowing that you have like lucas being a success in the game and cyrus the great building sort of this uh, connection in the industry while having like cats like Sky Zoo and Styles P perform in um, City Hall um, at Worcester, um, is there sort of like a this um, I could like do this now for myself since we have like such a success in the city? Yeah, I think I mean I think Worcester's always kind of been overlooked. Obviously, you know Boston's right. kind of like the mecca of Massachusetts, and you know Boston obviously breeded a lot of the best artists, like you know the Ed OGs, the Almighty RSOs, right. Benzino, you know cats like that. But now that joiners come out of Worcester, there's a lot more artists coming out of here, and a lot of people are becoming more confident um, mm. that you know what I mean they have a place. You know what I'm saying in hip hop out here because I feel like. You know, people being from out here felt like they, we don't really have a scene or there's not right. really a lot of connections. But now with Joyner being at the forefront of Massachusetts hip-hop, um, Worcester's definitely um, gotten uh, elevated from that. Does it make it easier for artists coming up from, like, Worcester now compared to, like, back? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot more opportunities. I mean, 
Joyner definitely does a lot of opportunities in the city for artists oh, um, in his videos, like casting them and things like that. Like my artist, um, Ralph Way, is the main star in his um, I'm Not Racist video. And I mean, that got over 100 million views. Eminem's talking about it winning Grammy. So, I mean, that's that's a huge exposure level for somebody that's just, you know what I mean, local um, coming up. You know what I mean? And for Joyner to do that, that's uh, big, man. And you know what I mean? I, we really appreciate that. Right, word. I didn't know that. That that is that person a, a local artist from the city, like an MC or or just an artist? Yeah, he's um he, he's from Worcester. He's he's young. He's about twenty one, twenty two years old. Um, he signed to my label, Backcourt Records, under my management. Um, me and Motif um just did this whole project. It's called Omi Diamonds. Um, it's honestly like uh more so like a pop project than a hip hop project. Um, it's 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 kind of all over the place, man. It's it's going to be interesting for people to hear because a lot of people know us for doing like you know Code Nine, Vic Spencer, um, you know Lloyd Banks, Fat Joe, like hardcore digging stuff. In the but crates. this is more, yeah, digging in the crates. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is more like uh, pop stuff. But that's good, man. It it branches out your the genre of music that you can do. It's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. And um, talk about Motif alumni. I was curious because when I researched it, I wasn't sure if this is like a collaboration or just or a duo. Yeah, so Motif Alumni um, is another producer. I mean, that's my partner. We run um, Backcourt Records together. Um, I had met him at actually DITC Studios in uh, the Bronx, New York, because he was a part of um, DITC for a while, or an affiliate rather, um, mm. producing a lot of their projects. They used to have a um, showcase out there called beats per minute bpm um buck wild who's a who's a friend of mine had um told me about it and had invited me down there sent me an invite and um i had brought a producer um that i managed at the time with me dj manipulator down there with me a local artist um, from the city yeah yeah we had um and we had played some beats um over there because that's what that's what it was it was producers basically going there networking showcasing their beats and sometimes like fat joe would show up like oc would show up lord finesse would show up people like that so it was opportunities to place beats and um one time there was a meeting for uh fat joe and remy ma's album um the plata e plomo whatever the album's called and um we were playing beats for it and motif was over there playing beats for it and i had heard some of the beats he was playing i was like damn this, this kid's this kid's you know crazy you know what i mean and um i had networked with him after got his number and um from there he had come out here to a showcase i was throwing called master of the machines um and from there we built just ended up he ended up crashing over my place i think we made like <laughs> three or four beats that night and um from there um we just kept making beats because you know what i mean that everything was coming out so fire you build a camaraderie and yeah, yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Could you could you talk a little bit about the relationships that you build uh, through the years? Like I felt like you you talked about um, you talked about um, you know Lucas. Also talked about other artists that you work with. You know what? How does that relationship work? Building bridges and stuff. Like what is something that you um, what's something that you seek when you're like looking for an artist or something? to like oh, I want to give you this beat or like what's that kind of? How does that gel? That's a, that's actually a great question. Um, you know, a lot of people just kind of gravitate towards whatever. Me, I'm very picky with um, what I pick, and um, I feel like I mean everything. Everything I've always picked has always become successful because I look for people with a cohesive quality. 
I feel like what's lacking in the game is is people don't understand cohesiveness and they don't understand what fits artists or what fits them or what they should be doing and knowing their role in the game. And um, that's kind of what I look for. I look for someone that has self-discovery, a good self-discovery about themselves and understands their role and also understands what fits them and what they should be doing. That's, that's kind of what it really boils down to because a lot of artists don't really know what fits them or they might be overly cocky and um, mm-hmm. not basically fitting to what they say they are. You know what I mean? They, they still need development. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I look for. Yeah, that's a yeah. good question. I like that question. Yeah. I'm, I'm also curious about kind of like, you know, we're talking about the game. The game has definitely changed since, you know, the 90s. Um, it's always been changing, but like, you know, I'm looking at Lucas as like, you know, one of these guys who came out with a, a shocking music video, um, and like it got everybody's attention. And I'm just curious as to like, are you are you feeling that pressure to be, to to go in that? Uh, you know, there's obviously like a discussion to have about the Lucas video, but like, you know, we, I mean, I don't know if you agree, but I I thought it was pretty shocking uh, to put an N word, you know, in a white man's mouth. Um, but like, you know, are, is it, is it, is the, is the game changed to, to, to be more shock value? Or how are you dealing with that through, through the years? Yeah. I mean, me not, me necessarily, I mean, I don't really do anything for like shock value or the troll or anything like that, but I understand why Junior did what he did. You know what I mean? Because you got to remember, I mean, mm-hmm. you turn on a video, you see a white dude with a, with a Trump hat on. He drops the M bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're automatically like, what is going on? Exactly. Like immediately. You know what I mean? So I think that's why he did that. You know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily to shock people. I think it was more to just kind of grab people in. You know what I mean? It was a shock factor, but it was more so to grab people in. Yeah. You and, know. And do you feel that pressure now? Do you have to like, like, do you have that like to put those songs out and be like, hey, look, here, let's let's make another record. Let's do another video. Um, to grab people's attention. I know because you're working with an artist right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to definitely uh, put things in, videos, obviously, to grab people's attention. You know what I mean? You can do stuff for, obviously, like, you know, I mean, everything is... The, here's the thing. With, with, with videos, you got to put stuff in there to, to add some kind of value that's going to bring people to watch the video. You have to put something in there. It can't be boring. You can't be standing on a corner with your arms crossed on a car, rapid no more. Like, I just feel like that doesn't cut it anymore. You know what I mean? And if you're going to have a video like that, it's going to have, like, good edits, good cut scenes, good B-roll, like a good aura to it. Because a lot of times people do that but it doesn't fit what's going on in the video. Like, their outfit doesn't match what's going on. Like, there's, there's just so much aesthetic to videos that a lot of people don't understand that. You know what I mean? Like, like for example, like, um, what's his name? Al Davino. That's, that's, that's the dude I listen to all the time. Um, he has a video called uh, Asino, right? The video is very, very simple, right? But it's what he's wearing and what matches with the aura of, like, the scene and stuff like that that makes it a dope video. You know what I mean? It didn't necessarily have to be shocking, but it was dope because everything matched, the whole aesthetic match. West Side Gun, when he's, like, in front of that open all day, 24 hours, jumps out of the car, stuff like that's dope. You know what I mean? For, like, basic videos. But the people like Joyner and Ralph and, and people like that, they, they're in the mainstream light. 
So they need something of a shock value to grab more fans because that's, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to grab the masses. And to grab the masses, you've got to have some kind of shock or troll thing going on. And that's just how it goes nowadays. Yeah. Are these the, um, like when you manage an artist, are these are the, the things that you're saying to the artist to prep them? Not necessarily. Honestly, like I said, it's more it's more of a self-discovery. It's more what the mm-hmm. artist wants to do. The artist always has the creative control over their product 100%. You know what I mean? I just guide them as far as, like, production. I'm more of, like, a Quincy Jones, Dr. Dre oh, figure, nice. as well nice. as Motif. Nice. You know nice. what I mean? Nice. Right. No doubt. That's pretty much how we do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I was yeah. hearing I was, what I was hearing when you were saying that, it, it, you know, I think it rings true, is this idea of, like, you know, yeah, right now we're in a little bit of a troll land scenario, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, we end up with, you know, if you're creative, it's not just trolling. It's actually, you know, if you're creative with what you do, regardless of if it's a troll or if it's, a, you know, aesthetic, um, if you're creative, it, it will stand out. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you talked about that. Of course, yeah. I mean, I, like with the I'm Not Racist video, I do feel like, you know, it does have shock value, but it's also creative at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, just for somebody to do that, I felt like that video was very, very creative. You know what I mean? I felt like it was kind of a conversation that needed to be broadcasted to the world. Maybe not some of the content in the lyrics, but I felt like it did some good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing that it came from an artist from Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Word. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. What's the what's the what's the conversation that you want to bring with the music you're making um, to to folks? What's something that because I know you're doing some pop music, you're doing some other stuff. Like what what is what is the conversations that you want to bring? Um, maybe through the the music that you're you're helping make. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make good music, man. I don't really have necessarily a conversation I'm trying to bring. I'm just trying to just just bring good music back to the game, man, and bring cohesiveness back. Because I feel like, you know, people just kind of put out stuff for instant gratification, put out, stuff, put out stuff quick. You know, I come from the era of, you know, Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, you know, that's people I looked up to. So when I make albums, I look at albums from that standpoint, and that's kind of what I want to bring back to the game. Mm. Is there, um, with this project with Vic Spencer and Motif alumni, are we going to get this, like, uh, um messaging across from the the project yeah i mean vic spencer the vic spencer project is more just it's not really necessarily a message or or a cohe or a um message across it. it's just more just hardcore hip-hop it's just just raw throughout um it's really no message man i mean it's vic spencer i don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys listen to vic spencer but <laughs> no, yeah. he doesn't really have too much message in his music we uh we have a a, a uh uh, we had a guest here uh, weeks ago m- or months ago. Um, his name is Evildoer, and he actually had the chance to produce a, a song for Vic Spencer. Yeah, nah, Evildoer is dope, man. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Evildoer, man. That's that's the homie for sure. He's he's dope as hell. Just a, a question: How do you know so much uh, artists from the city? Like, uh, like who puts you on, or do you put yourself on to not- noticing like these artists? I put myself on. I mean, just over the years, I just always have made it a point to kind of pay attention to everybody that's in the scene um, and, and kind of what's going on. Um, because, you know, I run a label too. So, you know, I'm always obviously looking for artists and, mm-hmm. um, and producers to uh, become part of the label as well. So I'm always, I'm always got my ear to everything kind of that's going on. And also, you know, I do a Master of the Machines beat showcase. So that's how I know a lot of producers because uh, I recruited a lot of producers to that as well. Mm. Nice. 
Is there like some an artist from the city that you haven't had the opportunity to meet or like link up that you want to collaborate with in the future? Um, not necessarily. I mean, it's kind of like if I want to work with someone, like I'll reach out to them. Um, I know like the only person I really haven't worked with that I want to work with is probably is probably Davino. I mean, me and Davino, we speak sometimes. I've sent him a few beats. It's actually funny because the um today um you guys know the Davey Styles P album drop. Uh, we did the last track on there, Load My Gun, featuring the Locks. Wow, um, I didn't know so, this. So go, wow. yeah, go check that out. That that's everywhere. So we did the the last track on there. Um, that was actually supposed to be for Al Davino. And he actually never rapped on it, <laughs> so wow. <laughs> um, we we got to get together, man, and, and um, definitely do something for sure. How's this like uh, working with like like legends or like people that have a mainstay in the industry? You said like digging in the well, digging in the crates and OC and showbiz, and yeah. like, being around like Fat Joe and 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 sort of like like how is that for like your your like um what you call it like your sort of like uh. uh your own um what's the word like kind of like a uh, morale when it comes to like i've worked with these artists that are so solidified or coming up yeah it's just it's it's crazy to me man i mean it, it, it's just kind of like just weird being in a room with these guys i grew up listening to i mean i don't really like it definitely like adds to my morale makes me obviously want to keep going and keep making music um but it doesn't necessarily make me like cocky or feel like, you know, I'm on top of the world or anything like that, you know, cause these are all just, just normal guys. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just people I always wanted to work with growing up. And, and it's just more crazy because I used to listen to all their music, you know what I mean? But it yeah. doesn't um, necessarily like boost my ego or anything like that. You know what I mean? But it definitely adds to my morale as far as my motivation in making music. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's a beautiful thing. Cool. Yeah. So um, I know we, we're reaching our time, um, and thank you so much for for hanging out with us and talking. Um, I'm just curious if you have any other like things that you wanted to talk about um, or the stuff that's on your mind. Yeah. I mean, pretty much what I I mean I got um, you know the Vic Spencer project, Stupid, is dropping in a couple months. Um, you know, everybody go get that. Um, Motif Alumni is dropping a sample pack next month, um, which is basically going to be. Um, about 12 compositions on a project. Um, all the producers could, you know, flip it, chop it. Um, we're going to have the stems with that as well. Um, Ralph Way's Omi Diamonds is also going to be dropping um, probably about the end of this month. Um, so we got a lot of stuff coming, and all that stuff is available at um, backcourtrecords.com. Cool. Which um, you're the CEO of, correct? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so and yeah, both of those projects I, I produced um, fully as well with Motif. Nice. Um, and I'm just to kind of wrap it up. I would love to just hear. I know we're in, we're living in a creative era right now. I think there's a lot of creativity happening. A lot of people recording stuff, making music, and like there's not just being the rapper. There's a lot of levels to kind of the music industry. So I'm just curious if anybody, because this is a we're we're on Zoomix Radio, which is a youth radio station, and we got a lot of like people making beats and and rapping here. And uh, I'm just curious about the youth, man. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking like, you know, what do you, what do you say to, you know, a 15 year old who's, who's kind of like, this is a really nice era. You get to listen to anything you want basically. And you can be inspired by so many things, but I'm just curious from your point of view, what's something that you might tell yourself if you know, or might tell a 14, 15 year old. What I would say to a 14, 15 year old is I would say if they're trying to pursue the music just to be themselves and just and just guide to where, where their heart takes them. You know what I mean? Don't 
imitate something that you see on Instagram or don't try to be like the next man. Just try to build your own legacy. And that's what I would tell any 15-year-old. And also, too, any 15-year-old that wants any music advice, wants to reach out to me, um, I'll always give you free advice. Um, you can reach me at Twin City Lord on Instagram. I'm all about the youth, so hit me up. Yeah, thanks so much, man. With that being said, absolutely, we're going to jump back into the music. And the first track we're going to play is, Rene? Uh, it's Melba Toast, uh, Code 9. Produced uh, by Cass. Exactly. So, Cass, thank you so much. And Motif alumni. And Motif alumni. Yeah, don't, don't forget. He's going to be like, what's up, man? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like, damn it, I mentioned you too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to play three tracks produced by this man here. And thank you so much, Cass, for coming on the show. Uh, Bang Radio. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me. Great interview. I Thank appreciate you, guys. you. Thank you. All right. So here it is. This is Code 9. We have Ralph Way after that and Vic Spencer. We'll be back after these three tracks. Reclining heated seats. See how I wrestle with iron like I defeated seat. TNT lit the front of low with the DMT. Cut my man Coochie off, almost swung on the EMT. I put Lucy from DNT with the EBT. CP3 on 1080p, Kevlar like it's ADT. Knelt on the shaky, need no prayer for the warlocks. Stain with the Clorox, none changed but the floor mops. Blade the spinach, drop shorty, yet yeah, estheticians in the bulletproof fatty barrel edition expedition. Y'all bear a witness. Zeus at the Mount Olympus. I'm Mariano finish the crown where it's intended. Splendid. 40 grip, keep a private stock of the steel reserve. Saying odds and Coralette, oh, we wet the curb. Touch granted, I tell them I just landed. They ain't asked what country, they asking for what planet. Shut up. Blocks ain't plots for David Simon with a straight silent. 38 income metal gray lining. Son addicted to the stick up like he mainlining. Just a product of the pain, hiding, grave robbing. 40 thieves, no one of amongst one of them. Bullets fly, they do running men with. $30 gym bag, this worth a hundred grand. Muscle on the buddy hill, written like his son of Sam. Cal cut a bengal, plates with the pearly grains. 10th floor penthouse, a shot of wine and murder tanks. Cash inside the soda king, Taylor need a murder wine. Pinstripe, Joseph Abu alone, leave the jury hung. Smell nothing pearly, the blurry face cameo. Burberry, earth, the ones who say we'd never wear the robe. Spare the globe, pouring out ace of spade in my stereo. Trying to die for those who ain't share the gold. My plan of fall.
Yeah. 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 I raise a glass like it's my own. Pop the chrome crown, chakra stone, wall of plot and foe. Rockin', yeah. Stockin' barrel, stockin' lower for the low. Rockin' white rose gold, 12 roses on the snow. Pocket full of class D, while Apache Axie. Couple screws loose, sunny wildin' if you ask Jeeves. Junkies rock the track sleeves. A Produced by Motif alumni and our guest for today's show, Kaz. And the song that was just playing was by Ralph Weeha. And um, the song is Mama Africa, produced again by Motif alumni and the guest that we had today on our show, Kaz. We had to pause it because the next song is an exclusive by Vic Spencer, produced by Motif alumni and Kaz. So we had to make this special. And um, shout out to our guest again for being on our show and being being um, honest and and telling us his side of his story and um, giving us information and also giving wise words to youth. You know, I love how it ended where he said any youth that uh, 
that wants advice from him, he'll give you free advice for free. You contact him on on um, his Twitter, Twin City Lord. Ask him a question if you're if you're in need of answering one and uh, in need of um, getting a question across. Um, also, I'm super excited because we're gonna play this this special song. So, Renee, please. Oh, you back, huh? Incredible, man. It's all you do. <laughs> Straight up. This shit that I go through. <laughs> Hell yeah. Diggins don't get to know you through. Mm. Oh, my heart bleed Tito. Some of my niggas roll. Some of them reload. Learn your lessons when you peeping through a peephole. Suck up all your energy like why you want to leech for? I seen it all from a group home window. Now I'm living in the condo, facing the endo, erasing your kinfolk. I don't have time to climb pedestals, let it go when I talk, it's legible. More than what they give me credit for, they say Vic Spencer is the worst. I told the rapper he couldn't have a beat while I was in church, holier than thou. I never been to Mr. Child's, Salisbury Steak at my grandma's house. Pick up pieces of game from all the OGs, more into the building. Smoke is my company. Do this for the kids that get hot lunch for free. They want to know what happens if this come for me. You got to see that with your own eyes. I'm not surprised to see these come at rappers that want to fly. I get up, get, get fresh, get sesh going. Flesh flowing all through the streets. We seen less mornings. I tried to be civil, but I don't know Karen. Sitting there at my sneaks instead of what these wearing. Prime time, old school plastic on couch put poison ivy in your water then bounce i vouch for all real this spliff is for y'all people think i'm a misogynist because i grab them up and that's all i got besides my words and my family no handouts we be handing each other i stand out and didn't even have to bob and weave obviously i'm not dead or dumb i know where i'm from so i am hardly lost gps to me you run into a holocaust I probably floss with your moms in Los Angeles. Smoke big with Saddam culture, my manuscript. Blam a wig, Anakin's prayer, play out the headphones. Head home, get me some while playing sad songs. Go outside, talk the lumber, not in the forest, though. Watching Rory Povich with your black folks. I don't like toast, butter and bullets up on my biscuits. I spit a hundred bars, they still don't pay visits. Get it? Crazy as I had to go through. It's crazy how these to diss you and they don't know you that's kind of crazy dog that's mm. ill dog Say that it's crazy how these diss you and they don't know you <laughs> ah. yeah, you be spitting that crazy bitch man enough is enough <laughs> it's cool though because I want to hear more of the shit I want yo shit there's no funk song it's just This has been Bang Radio.